Welcome to First Issue Club. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, let's do it. We can do it. Comic books are cool and fun. Sometimes they're hard, which is why we're here to talk you through them as a club. Hey, Randy, what books are we covering this week? Hey, everybody. Randy Newman here. We're covering 20XX on Image and Kill Whitey Donovan on Dark Horse. I think this doesn't sound like Randy Newman. <laughs> you have stayed so much like true him. north. I've been worried you were going to lean into Kermit this whole time, but you've kept it tight. All right, everybody. <laughs> I got to go now. <laughs> I got another th- songs to to make up for other Pixar movies. But my friends here at First Issue Club. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is we only know one Randy Newman song. Yeah, it's just all various yeah. versions of You Got a Friend in Me. <laughs> well, when you grow up in New York like I did, you got a lot to pick from, from random people coming into your life and... Affecting you in certain ways, and you really get a spectrum of uh, life in America, and that's kind of what I want all my songs to be. <laughs> what a sincere response! Yeah, so damn. that's kind of like my major influences and motivation for um, like most of my songs, you know, and like toys coming to life. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks, buds, for having me on and to talk a little bit before the show. I gotta go hang out with my buddy uh, Jimmy Fallon and uh, the Roots. <laughs> uh, but before I go, I just want to do this one thing because I've always wanted to do it. Uh, let's get this podcast started. <laughs> oh yeah, thanks, Randy. Oh, Bye, guys. Pal. Randy away. <laughs> he turned into vapor. <laughs> just a puff of smoke. Oh, unbelievable. Our good friend Randy Newman. Thanks for stopping yeah. by, buddy. Longtime fan of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was nice to have him. Finally, he he was leaving reviews, and he kept <laughs> leaving reviews. And I don't think he got that you could only leave one review on iTunes. Oh no! So it just kept replacing his old one. Oh, and that didn't Randy. help the algorithm at all. It didn't. <laughs> I realized that until he was here, I was confusing him and Neil Diamond. <laughs> Did you want Neil Diamond? I think I think Neil Diamond has more hits. Oh, depends on who you talk to. <laughs> so are we really going with the Randy Newman intro to this? Nah, we'll do nothing. I see no reason why not. Yeah, I, I, I like it too. Yeah. Fuck. Randy Newman away. <laughs> well, the only news I can think of is a book we're covering today is already optioned for a movie. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's stupid. <laughs> yes. It's like an action movie, right? It's going to be an action movie? Western. It's going to have to be. Yeah. I mean, it's more colonial than it is Western, but it's definitely got that feel to it, judging by the cover and some yeah. of the art design. Mm-hmm. So Kill, Kill Whitey Donovan is uh, going to be a movie, and it got optioned today. Yeah. Well, let me... I, I, think, I don't think this is going to step on my take of the book, because we're probably going to talk about more about what the book's about in that segment, but I didn't, I couldn't get my hands on this at my shop, and I know you guys saw some people buy multiple copies of this at your shop, right? which is a phenomenon that happens all the time when something gets optioned before it releases. Right. Um, I'm glad I don't own this. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that steps steps on the conversation a little bit, but it's kind of crazy that people super hype these things and buy tons of copies of them, and then they're... Before they even read them. Okay comic books. 
At best. At best. At best. That's the name of the game, baby. Yeah. That's Pl- the world we live in. It is. The mall, Planet of the Nerds. <laughs> yeah. Fucking take your pick. <laughs> it's shit. kind of sad that people aren't reading comic books for comic book sake. Well, and good yeah. stories are why people started coming to them to option it anyway. Yeah. You're going to lose that if you start weeding people out, not giving them a chance to tell a good story. Well, also, wouldn't the books themselves just die if I've got a, an idea that's like probably going to get optioned? Why even go through the comic book stage of it? Right. Why don't you just pitch that to someone yeah. in Hollywood? Yeah. It's not like having like cut <clears throat> Scout Comics out of it. 60,000, maybe 40,000 like issues of it on Scout Comics is going to make the movie do better. Right. Not at all. I think maybe they see the potential of dual income. They can get income from some kind of comic book and and then movie in revenue as well. I don't. I don't think they're factoring. I think it's that a in. wash on the comic. Yeah, they I don't could care less how it does. I, I, I think it, I think it's a really good. Um, it's like storyboard. A storyboard. It's it's a really good storyboard for them to have the movie. Right. That's a good idea. I mean, it's, I'm sorry. That's a good point. Yeah. I. Okay. Here's another part of this conversation the kitchen got made into a huge blockbuster it was a flop but prior to that movie even flopping you could buy the first issue of that for like eight dollars on ebay it didn't inflate the price it's got mega hollywood stars in it everyone knows this movie's coming big commercials prime time on tv it's not selling for any more money. Somebody told me that along those lines, because <laughs> Monstrous is shooting up. We talked about that. Yeah. That the Monstrous that HBO is producing is not the same Monstrous. Oh, my God. Really? That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and people just think it's in production, yes. so the book's selling really yeah. high. Yeah. Well, because with that book... Funny. That book did, I think, got purchased, optioned in some way. Yep. And now they're like, oh, the monstrous is getting made on HBO. Well, good luck making something <laughs> called monstrous, or monstrous when there's yeah. when there's a show on HBO called The Monstrous, the monstrous. or Monstrous yeah. coming out. Like, <laughs> no fucking way it's gonna happen. Right. Like, uh, did Roots or Bitter Root, B- Bitter Root got optioned? It got optioned. I haven't heard. See that's that's the other, that's it. the other thing the weirdness of like this optionville that's happening like it's it's more beneficial for people to just grab options like maybe it's like yeah. five hundred thousand dollars to be like yep I own that that's yeah. what it is option doesn't m- mean being made it just means I own the rights to it yeah so yeah. no one else can make it I have the option to do something what is with the this cheapest first. can we buy an option of something what's the cheapest op could we buy it for like a thousand bucks no just like some shitty little like shredder in hell. No, oh God, no, no. There's no way. But, oh, but the, yeah, the options to Shredder in Hell would cost a ton. Okay, like th- millions. Yeah. Okay, but th- think about like some shitty ass book, Unit Forty Four. No offense to that book, but if we went back to it and said, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna option this for a thousand dollars." I bet they say yes. I bet they say no. There's no way. If I'm unit because then they lawyer I'm, up. If they I'm, lawyer up and go, well, if you guys are gonna buy this to make a movie, my client wants not only more money but more stake in yeah how I'd, much they I'd get be, from merchandising. I'd, oh, I'd say a thousand fifty. Use so I think we could get the option for something if we just make it a terrible deal for us. 
but it'd be fun to say we own the option of yes. something. Yeah, yeah. So we'd give some somebody five hundred bucks for the option to create their comic book, but say they, if we do create this comic, this movie, you're gonna get ninety percent of the income. Right. Yeah. Of the earnings. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone would take that. We should totally, and we'd do make it. it on the internet. <laughs> yeah, and it has to be like a shitty, shitty book. But then, oh my god, that's so fucking smart. Two of them to be like, this book got optioned by these four dumbasses <laughs> <laughs> with a podcast. by first yeah, issue club right. productions. They don't. They don't need to say who it's. I think you don't even. You don't ever say who it's optioned by, right? There's probably an there NDA. Is. No, sometimes. Okay. Sometimes they'll say it. Yeah, you're right. Okay. But when I. Like, I've gone to read through who's optioned what, and the list of producers is just gobbledygook. Yeah. It, it's like, yeah. no what production clue company? any of these people have you ever are. Read, have you ever, has it ever said First Issue Club? Like, it's never said First Issue Club, unfortunately. <laughs> Leaning Chair Productions. But who? I, w- I would love to see that. Let's. <laughs> Can't this. Party start. Wait. Party? Party? We, should we bring Randy Newman in to do this part? He loves it. Can, if oh, he, yeah. Well, if he can vaporize. Let's, I don't know if he can. is always listening back. to us. I okay, I so won't. we look in a mirror, and then we all say his name three times, okay? Okay, okay yeah. I got the mirror out. All right. Can everybody see themselves? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, on the count of three. One, two, three. Randy, Randy Newman. Newman. Randy, Randy Newman. Newman. Randy, Randy Newman. Randy Newman. Hey, everybody. Whoa! <laughs> I can't believe that worked. <laughs> What's going on? Hey, Randy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for coming back on the pod. It's been wonder- it was wonderful to have conjured you. Yeah, well, you know the old rule. Say it three times, and I'm fine. How is life in the Big Apple? <laughs> oh, you know, many lives intertwining with one another. It's a beautiful <laughs> weave of webs and a cottonwood and a quilt and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> you working on any bit new productions recently? I got a, I, I got a couple songs rattling around in my head. <laughs> Do you want to maybe see if you could make our intro into a song? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> Let's get this podcast started. <laughs> Let's get this podcast started. I got my club and I got my books. We're going to read them and take a look. My friends are cool and I'm a ghost. Let's get this party started. Podcast. <laughs> Is Randy Newman dead? <laughs> you heard a it very here much alive. <laughs> Goodbye, friends. Oh, he's saving into the abyss again. Oh, he's a busy man. Alright, um, first up, we got Kill Whitey Donovan by Sidney Duncan and Natalie Barahona. <laughs> I did it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Kill Whitey came out on Dark Horse. Um, Caitlin, tell us about this book. Alright, so a colonial slash frontier woman and a young slave woman both make some risky moves in order to resist becoming owned uh, by the same man in similar ways, who is the titular character Whitey Donovan. 
Hattie, the slave woman, wants her way to freedom, whereas Anna, the fiancé, colonial woman, wants revenge as as Whitey mistreated her younger sister, ultimately leading to her suicide and destroying her family. This is going to be a a five-issue miniseries, and it promises to tackle subjects including suicide, slavery, sexual assault, and more. Whoa. By By a duo female creative team. Yes. It sounds like a kooky soap opera. Yeah. This <laughs> really is a the new co- sitcom coming out on NBC. The cover of this book looks like it's going to be super violent and then that it got optioned into like an action movie, but that I wasn't there wasn't like a ton of action in this comic book. Not no. in this first. Some dogs got shot. And then Hattie yeah. gets shot. Yes, at the end. The big reveal. We talked about this. She's a not immortal. <laughs> <laughs> She's not a vampire. We, you know what? Finally, a book that doesn't delve into the supernatural as a plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> about goddamn time. We talked about this or something like it about a week or so ago on either this or a Patreon where you do this thing where you kill your main character or one of your main characters in the beginning of a book or they, they're mortally wounded and... You either blew your wad or it's a promise that, man, this is about to get really crazy. Like, mm-hmm. this is going to go places that you never expected because we just fast-forwarded to the ending you thought you might have gotten. Wait, I, you think she's dead? I don't I, think I she's, was kidding. Oh. Yeah, I don't think she's dead, but, I mean, she that was a serious shot, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it got her right in the chest area. And I do think Upper I do chest. think it's mm-hmm. I <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's the latter. I think I mean there's no way that with this creative team with the with the main characters that they've set up to do this long and hard journey, she's out in the first issue. It kind of left me with a sense of like, how are they gonna get out of this? It looked yeah. like those were maybe Confederates? Like, I don't know. Like, Was it, it a shotgun? Because like... it could be buckshot. I don't know. No, <laughs> You know, I didn't get a I good look at the, at, the, at, the, at the gun. <laughs> it was not a shotgun for those interested. It goes through her. Straight through. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And, I mean, you just see these two looming, scary as hell figures. I don't know. I kind of was left with a pretty good deal of anticipation as to how they were going to get out of it. It would be certainly a disservice. Can you imagine n- having a book that has Kill Whitey in the name and then killing the strong black female lead <laughs> in yeah. the first yeah. issue? <laughs> yeah. I kind of hoped... That would be a bad look. I kind of hoped that they were setting up some weird type of, like, Kill Bill, except for not Samurai, just, yeah. like, Civil War right. era. It did seem like that, but then there just, like, wasn't that much that happened. There was a lot of hype on this book, especially because it, like, got optioned or whatever. And I, like, read it, and I was like, that's it? Like, okay, it's interesting that she frees a slave and they get out of, like, whatever, the slave holdings to, like, pursue this adventure, but... I think she frees a slave as much as she convinces the slave to to go along with her. Yeah, okay, yeah. And agrees to, like, be her cover if they get caught. Right. The only reason that Hattie's doing this is because she's headed up north and slaves are free up there. So she's like, listen, I'm not staying down here where I'm going to be treated as a slave. I'll go with you 
because it's the best option I got right now. The fact that this got optioned probably tells us that this is going to get really good. I would hope at least. Um, this is a, a trap a lot of comics fall into where I feel like the is- the first issue did essentially for me what reading the synopsis did for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a bad sign. It's a tough way to get people to buy the second issue. Um, but it doesn't mean that the story isn't going to be great. It just means that um, we we weren't virtuosos about putting together the first issue with like the hook that is really going to get you to keep going. Because if you don't know that this is optioned, what about this comic book gets you to pick up number two? I like the character. I like the leads. Okay. And I like the setting. And I like... The hook for me was the end. Yeah. I have no idea how they're going to escape. She's a good shot, but, like, they have guns pointed in their faces. I I felt like I wanted to get... If this is going to be, like, a kick-ass revenge story, I wanted to see something that was going to make the revenge really good. I also want to, like, them to demonstrate that they're badasses, which I didn't really get. I don't think they're supposed to be. They're just kind of... They have no reason to be. Yeah. I think the world doesn't really probably expect much out of either of them. You get that with her mom on the train. Mm -hmm. Like, just act like you're better than you are, and you'll get a fancy husband. Yeah, right. It gives you what you need. And I think Hattie probably doesn't know any more than I've just got to get to where people treat me as a person. Yeah. Giving the historical context of it, it's just like, you'll do anything to get out of the situation of being somebody's property. As a human, but it's I just like, I don't you, care if I die or not. I'm not going to fucking die here. I'm yeah. going to die on my own terms. Once you connect, and if they can connect in later, because this is not a long series to do it in. Yeah. If they yeah, can say, connect, five? like, yeah, that anger and that desperation to some actual skill sets, or if they come into a position of power, it might be dope to watch them come back and get mm-hmm. what they want. I think, yeah, I think most of my hype on this book is promise of what's to come and not substance in the yeah, first. right. This is this is one of those things too where hype can do a disservice for me sometimes because I was so familiar with this conceptually that there just weren't weren't really many surprises for me when once I got to it. Like maybe if you didn't know that she I think like, if I had no I context for this, this book. and read the book, I probably would have fucking loved it. But yeah. I knew the whole deal. I yeah. didn't know a thing about it till I opened it. Yeah. That I wish I would have gone in blind. And now we got 20XX by Jonathan Luna and Lauren Keeley. Hey, Caitlin, what is 20XX about? This book is about a post-apocalyptic view of a society similar to our own set in Alaska. where I didn't know that. Yeah, Anchorage. um, Where a disease has wiped out a huge portion of the population. But... For those that this disease doesn't kill, it does make much stronger with powers that, what, you guessed it, become immediately feared and sanctioned and ostracized by the norms without powers. I loved this book. I liked it a lot. I I wanted to ask you guys about the X-Men parallel <clears throat> of the one of the last books we read and how we kind of felt like it didn't do anything really new or different than what a lot of books do with 
powered people and they become ostracized and this politicized. Was heart attack, right? Yes. Heart attack, right. Not heartbeat. Not heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> the wrong book that Budget King read. <laughs> How did you guys feel this did as a X-Men inspired sort of tale? I didn't see it as much about X-Men because it's it's more about like this disease that a lot of people just like get. Whereas mm-hmm. like X-Men is a mutation that the whole like it could kill you and it kills most people thing. Yeah. Really Reads more like horror. Yeah. Like affects society. And like when she honestly I guess I knew she was gonna survive, but I didn't it didn't quite occur to me really quickly. Like they, they did that really well. It just it felt like a plague book at first. It felt like outbreak mm-hmm. at first. And then it became about the like telekinesis or whatever power they had. This might sound really dumb. The reason I didn't connect it with any of the X-Men or any of those similar kind of iterations of the same themes was because it's in black and white and the art was so totally different that yeah. I, I, my brain just wasn't going to make that jump. It just it didn't feel superhero-y. Uh-uh. So the, the Jonathan Luna art, who is like, I guess famous, kind of probably most recently known for like Alex and Ada, um is super like disconcerting. It's it's really weird. Like it almost looks like digital, but it's not. I like it a lot, but it's it's very very stylized. Yeah. Um and then this book is in black and white like Caitlin said, which like after 3 pages I was like, "Oh, okay. I I don't Did you guys see a justification for it being in black and white?" No. Mm-mm. I and in but the, it didn't bother me. Yeah, it well, it was one of those things I got I thought maybe the intro scene or prelude was like a flashback that was in black and white and then as I kept going I was like oh wow it hasn't changed a color in the back write up um, they say like this is a new step for us as creators like this is so and so's first you know comic they're writing and and my first you know black and white um, I thought it was a fun story though like it, it actually was long It's you get a lot of bang for your buck with this mm-hmm. and like there was a lot happening and it was fun to like kind of explore different aspects of it all it was more along the lines of like the feel of like a graphic novel yes. i think because of that style choice yeah it did it did feel like a graphic novel i think there's a lot of like future aspects there's like super stylized um there's a lot here like even the way they do the beginning setup with like this fight through like sending knives like the yandud uh like knives or what's the name there? you got it right yeah but what's the name of his arrow that he has, like... Oh, I don't oh, know. Oh, dang, yeah. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Yandu milk the, milk the, thistle. The whistle thing? Yeah, he can whistle and make an arrow go around. They can, like, do that with knives, and they have a little fight, and then you, like... Then it goes into Plague World. I just think it was weaved really nicely. Those are the people coming after her cousin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah the I Death Eaters. I realize that. Yeah, yeah, that was a really clever thing dang. to start the book with the culmination of things at the end, and then you realize, oh, that scene... Is tying into the story Where we're now. Reading. It didn't yeah. even take me out of it. Yeah. I mean, and I just now realized that. Mm-hmm. I so I really liked it because uh, there was this kind of subtle conversation about um, climate control and how the permafrost is all melted away and Alaska's shoreline is, you know, being eroded and eaten away. Mm-hmm. But that there was this like ancient virus that was trapped in the permafrost, which yeah. caused this big plague that's, you know, affecting the world now. I'm, I don't know if I'm interested or confused about how this 
virus now gives people the power of telekinesis and like the ability just to like well it move. kills it kills 99% of everybody well i understand that but like when you win the plague vir- uh, virus lottery you get these incredible powers and then they treat it like the DMV they're just like congratulations you are not dead you actually have these powers now on tuesday you will be sent an email to attend these workshops to figure out which powers you have and so how to. So you can never use them. So you can never use them again. <laughs> yeah, that was the interesting and dynamic thing about it is that, yeah, you, you won the lottery on Not being, dying. being alive at the same time you are now a second-class citizen. They have to regulate it like they know. No, I get why they, like, but it was just so it's, funny how it's just like. It was, it was very sterile. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like. It, just Yeah, like a I, transaction kind of. Mm-hmm. I like when books take crazy fantasy concepts like this and then bring them down to earth like how would people really handle something mm-hmm. like this they yeah. would, they would be afraid they would position it as something bad that you know we as the public would hate right um and register the fuck out of it and mandate as much of it as they could one thing i was thinking <laughs> about is like so she gets like an app that says like here's how you're going to discover your powers and it's like try doing these things and I was thinking, oh. about, I was thinking about like the person that wrote that app had to also be a sim, probably control like, your emotions because they wouldn't know those, things. or they work for the government that has worked through it enough. And it's interesting because it, yeah, like because it's like that's it's a good point. I assumed it was a a person that had been, but if I have those powers, I'm not going to go get a job for the government where I wrote code for an app. If you made that app, or like if no, if I was oh, like, if you're a sim, yeah, yeah, no, fuck that. But that's where the uh, the thing of like fear and like you're isolated. And you're like, I'll do whatever I can to make myself feel normal. Well, and I wonder if they put them through trials and gathered information, and that's how they did that book. Yeah. Instead of that's true. Oh, that's a good point. Like Rather a witch hunt, like a mm-hmm. a nice person writing. Someone it. who studies them wrote wrote it. Yeah. I thought it was super <laughs> An horror. Super awesome when it's like she wakes up and she was about to get a promotion, but she finds out she doesn't get the promotion and she doesn't even have a job. And the other person's like, ooh, I've really got to go, though. Like, that was, I don't know. I think that'll play back in. Yeah. Anyway, this book is, like, is fun. I really enjoyed Girls um, and the Sword, which were two stuff that uh, Jonathan Luna had, like, made before. Um, So I'm excited to see where it goes. Just that initial shock of, like, she was literally on her way to work. Bam, gets the virus in the hospital, almost dead for three days. Yeah. I do the like, idea that that can happen to you and is a much more real way to implement this kind of outbreak rather than cut to 10 years later when we mm-hmm. just assume and we know we get all this yeah. information at once that the world has dealt with the plague. And the way that they explain that people just die is like in a conversation right before she gets sick. Like they don't just ex- like they don't just be like, hey, love, you know, 99 percent of people die like you live it. You watch it. And mm-hmm. like it was written really well. It was. Uh, you could tell this is someone who knows how to write a fucking comic. Yeah. I I hate things that just give us too much setup or not enough setup. This handled it perfectly. Uh, do we get any clues of why this book is called 20XX? It's in the future, maybe? I, that, I don't know. I well, have no is, idea. It's That's a good it's question. It's definitely in the future because there's a robot hand. <laughs> right, and she doesn't have a cell phone. She has a fucking Ale- implant Alexa. in her head. An Alexa in her head. Yeah. So, yeah, 20XX is like, I don't know, besides it saying that it's the future, you're right. It doesn't make any sense. 
Title surge and that get nowhere. The um, X's are X's over your eyes because in the 2000s you'll die from this virus. Ooh. I mean, that, yeah, it, I think it could be both. Oh. Some combination of. Maybe it's that Vin Diesel is dead, so it's like double X instead, hmm. of, tri- instead of triple X. <laughs> it's a reach. It's the a, first, was a reach. The but. first X has died, but the two X's <laughs> yeah. still got a little time left. 20XX, yeah. Wouldn't that be funny if they were just like, we didn't want to pigeonhole this into a year because it's probably <laughs> not going to happen in that designated year. So, so. we just, yeah, it's not 2099. It's 20XX. Something. That way if it happens anytime in the 2000 and somethings, it's, it's then a, this book will we spec. got it right. It's, it's like a choose your own adventure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or maybe, maybe this book is called 201010. It could be. For what reason? <laughs> What uh, reasons do, do any of us do anything? In the Gregory? year two million. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about the crazy Simbar. There's Go ahead. A, there's a point in the comic when she is like realizes this happened to her. Imagine waking up and being like, I am now ostracized. What do I do? And there's a drunk Sim in the bar that eggs her on and is just like, oh, doe-eyed girl coming into the bar, you know, now that she's one of these people and you're trying to, like, find identity in us, but before you thought we were all shitheads like everybody else. And he, the the tirade he goes on I thought was well-written. He was a great drunk in a bar. Mm-hmm. Do you think that and, was written, like, the author was just like, here's what you're probably thinking right now this story is going to be. Yeah. Like, and I'm going to say it through this drunk idiot. Yeah. Guess what? It's not going to be that. And you're yeah. like, you. So me as a reader reading that was just like, oh, okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> well, it was an I interesting also- way to get like the culture's perception of what's happening, right? Yeah. And and do it really fast. And also to further push her to needing to find some kind of connection. Yep. Not finding it easily. Mm-hmm. Needing to take it where she can. It appears that our lead's power too is to just. Rip people's skin off. <laughs> oh my god, oh, yeah. that last panel totally was totally face sick. melt. <laughs> yeah, blow up people's heads. Yeah. Fucking crazy. She can uh, uh, make skeletons out of people <laughs> in an instant. Mm-hmm. What's my power? You say? Well, let me show you your skeleton. <laughs> It'd be bad if a baby had that. Oh <laughs> no! It would be That's bad. True. Well, you know, mother, I think I will have another bottle. <laughs> And you'll be going to bed. <laughs> Forever. Your <laughs> <laughs> no, insides are now outsides. <laughs> I made mommy forever sleep. Ooh, oh, no. that one That's was a spooky just, baby. Ouch. Papa sleeps in the grass now. <laughs> in his bones. Yeah. I saw father's bones. <laughs> There's there's many things to be intrigued by moving forward and, and where we think this book might or could go. My top thing is that she can make people's skin fly off. Yeah. I'm just like, that power bonkered this up to just a whole other <laughs> level. It's like, what's she going to do with it? Did like, she put it in a microwave? Yeah, like it's got to be key to like the narrative moving forward, right? There's There was probably a very conscious decision in making her power what it was. So she's just moving a lot of someone's things. Off of their other things. Yeah, right. (laughs) You know what I don't like about you? Your skin on your bones. (laughs) 
I think it's I think Boom. It's, <laughs> I think it's what you can move. There's a show Misfits where all yes. these Yeah, did you watch it? No, is it good? It's really, really good. I've heard but of it, never watched there's it. There's this kid in I it wanted to see who it. becomes like a villain for an episode because his power, he wants to be famous like a bunch of other people, and his power is like, um, it, it's it's only telekinesis with milk and, and milk-based products. And he it's just <laughs> funny. Like, that would be the shittiest, like, yeah. obviously, like, oh, cool, you can make something curdle in someone's stomach. Yeah, like right. He's like the Glob Herman of... He, I mean, he ends up being a pretty bad guy, but like, it's just funny. Like, oh, I can move this milk from this cup into that can. Was, was that, show, that, that wasn't pasteurized. Yes. Yeah. It's really, really good. This has been another episode of First Issue Club. We are a proud member of the Fountain City Frequency family of podcasts. Our music is provided by Primary Color Music. We are recorded in KCUR Studios. You can find us, rate us, friend, and follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email, and your favorite listening platforms at First Issue Club, F-I-R-S-T. You want to hear some of my hits? Yeah. Okay. Cars? Uh, no, there's one called Lady on the Bus. Oh, boy. You ever heard it? Here we go. Can I hear it? Well, if you guys don't mind. I'd love to, yeah. It sounds like I got, like, peanut butter in my mouth. Yeah, you do. You sound like you have no teeth. Yeah, sorry. So, Randy... <laughs> that is what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, recently he got punched in the mouth pretty hard. Well, he does have kind of a lisp. I never knew that until now, when I'm <laughs> witnessing the impression. Lady on a bus. It's still, you've got a friend in me. Sitting there on the bus. <laughs> Green coat and an umbrella too. Where's she going? I'm gonna follow you. <laughs> Lady sitting on the bus, it's true. You're sitting there on the bus. And that was Lady on the Bus. In, in its entirety? Well, there's a snippet of it. <laughs> we don't got enough time for me to get into all of them. Randy, I'm so glad you're a fan of the podcast. Yeah, well, I got to go away again. Randy, away. <laughs> oh. <laughs>